Welcome back to the Making a Take It podcast, ladies and gentlemen, where there are no narratives, just facts over feelings. We are back. My name is Chris, along with my co-host, Shy. Shy, say what's up. What's up, y'all? We back. Let's do it. It's been a minute. Let's ride. We know that we've been absent a little MIA. Obviously, we had a couple holidays uh, in between meetings, but we are right back, right before the Christmas season, coming here to give you our quarterly season updates. Where were we at? Where were our preseason uh, predictions at? Are they good? Are they on track? Are they way off track? How close were we? We're going to find out in today's episode. But first, if you haven't checked out our, any of our past episodes, make sure you definitely go check them out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, definitely leave a comment, drop a like, subscribe to the channel. We're always going to be dropping fire content. Make sure you like the, the, this one as well. Link it is going to be in the description. This one as well. Link it is going to be in the description. All right. First things first, Shy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this right off out of the way. I want to get it out of the way because Draymond Green says some borderline outlandish, some borderline outlandish stuff. And I, I need to get your opinion on the G. Draymond was Draymond was just flat out flodging, bro. I can't even lie. Draymond, yeah, yeah, yeah. Draymond and liar, bro. For the simple fact. Alright, if you got Brian and Show Goat, that's cool. I got multiple reasons, you know, why I could dissect that. But his whole thing about Brian being the best player since 05 and all this other crazy stuff is crazy. The Kobe disrespect was nuts. Nuts. Basically saying Kobe didn't do nothing. Literally, literally. Trying to say the man didn't do nothing, bro. So, I'm going to turn the clock back real quick on Draymond. So, Draymond literally said, this is how you know Draymond full of cap, bro. Draymond literally said he turns to Kobe Bryant for guidance and all type of things in an interview that he had uh, on a podcast. It's called the Brown Print Podcast. Shout out to Brown Print. Um, but um, he had a clip on there time about he goes to Kobe Bryant for his guidance because he did because he did. Now all of a sudden players were better than him. The same players you saying are better than him, which is LeBron, for example, said on oh, multiple times, multiple interviews, Kobe Bryant is the best player after winning back to back MVPs, LeBron James still got on TV and said that. Mm. Another thing, that tweet Draymond put out in twenty ten, bro, this is what the tweet said. Kobe already beat Durant shot. He do that too. But charges. That's what separates champions from losers, and that's why Bron is a loser. Mm. He's he said that. Yeah, but mm, you know, but you know the, the you know the league got a little buddy buddy, so he, he probably yeah. But still, still, you said what you said, bro. And for Draymond to be, oh, I stand on this, I stand on that on his part, you gotta stand on that. That's some bullshit. Them clutch checks must be nuts, bro. That's all I gotta say. Them oh, check, them clutch crazy. checks. Gotta be crazy. Ain't no way you you just switched up your whole your whole like little um basically your whole feelings around man. It's like if that's how you feel and you talking about I stand on what I stand on, you ain't gonna switch feelings for nothing, bro. But I understand like it's business, right? It's it's all a business. We it's understand. business, but come on, man, that's just that's crazy. It's crazy. And then he said he got LeBron over Mike. How? How? Yeah, I couldn't even tell you how. Listen, bro, I, I I understand that LeBron has this like he has. It took me a while to understand that LeBron does have like the longevity. So him being great over time is is great. Facts. I right? I, I, I but, agree with you, bro. Hundred percent. Arguing in the debate is Mike's peak, and. 
peak for I guess peak, Mike is still the greatest of all time. Exactly. And, and I don't I don't know where where that got lost. I don't know. And then Kobe was literally Mike with one less ring. So I'm trying to figure out exactly how did Bron just up and surpass Kobe like as if Kobe like like Kobe getting disrespected right now. Like I could understand you could try to make a case, but let's call a spade a spade. It's a deuce. When you talk about the longevity stuff, that's cool, but that's more of a hurting argument in itself too, because you literally had more time and still have done less. He's not ready for that conversation, shot. He's not ready for that conversation. Literally had more help than this man and still have done less. I was talking to one of my guys yesterday, man. LeBron has had the most help out of anybody in NBA history. The only person I could see coming slightly close to him is Shaq. And that's only because Shaq jumped so many teams at the end of his career, bro. And people don't want to look at that. LeBron is the only star that's had all this help. When stuff happened on ESPN, it could be anybody coming from anywhere, bro. Any free agent, you know this. The media is going to push him to go to Cleveland or Los Angeles or Miami. Pair him with so-and-so and they'll do this. Pair him with so-and-so and they'll do that. He the only player they do that with, bro. And then the crazy part is he had over damn near 10 times the help Mike has had. You could claim the league got better, but it's, it's nuts. And I'm going to go over that point because I know it sounds crazy, bro. Yeah, please. I was just, but like, let's touch on the the league. Definitely got better. I want to touch on it. You can, you can, you can kick us off with this. The one. league got better, but this is the fact. Michael Jordan only had throughout his teammates. He only had all of them combined during his championship runs. Only had ten All Star appearances total. His his supporting cast, and that's Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. They got ten All Star appearances between just those three players. Right. LeBron's teammates have had over 100 plus. 109, damn near to be exact. And that's Kyrie. That's D Wade. That's Chris Boozer. I mean, my bad. That's Carlos Boozer. That's Mo Williams, Carmelo Anthony, D Rose, Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, Shaq, Ray Allen, AD, Ilgowskis. Right. Chris Bosch, Rondo, Wally Serbiak. Come on, bro. Stop it. Now, I mean,. Granted, granted, some of these guys when they started playing with with Bron, they was like kind of at their tail end of the career. And but I, I get or not on their tail end of their career. I don't want to say that because that's that's a, that's a term we use way too loosely. But like when they not like at peak level, like they on that partial like uh, that slow rolling snowball kind of thing. Like when we don't, some of those players were like that, but they still were valuable to those teams. It might not always show up on the stat sheet, which everybody goes and looks at the very first thing, but they're not watching the games. Like, just because Derrick was probably averaging, like, 12 points with Bron, when he – when Bron was off the court, Derrick Rose was, like, a fire to the bench. So, like, we – it's still – you can pick and choose, like, when you want to say that, like, he's a star player or, oh, he wasn't a star player. At the end of the day, everybody got their resume, and their resume speak for themselves. So, him adding all of these all-stars – he added all stars. Let's call it what it is. He absolutely added all all stars, bro. He he added all all stars, and then we could talk about age and when they joined these players. But them Bulls when Mike was winning them rings, bro, they wasn't as young as people want to think they were. Rodman and all these other dudes, they was in their thirties, bro. Yeah, they was a grown grown man. No, you're right. You right. Carmelo was the same age as Rodman was. When he was winning with Mike. 
And LeBron just had him two years ago. The same age Carmelo Anthony is right now, Dennis Rodman was winning rings. So you could say they joined LeBron late. But again, if these are great players, which they were, come on. That's all I'm going to say. No, you're right. You're right, bro. I, I'm I'm on the side of, of with I'm on the side with you. Um, I like like I said, I think LeBron has an incredible legacy. He obviously is going to go down as one of the greatest of all times, especially at his like physical physique. Like the man is literally a freak. We all know that LeBron has been one of the best players every single year outside of like what the past two years. Or he's been like the top five, top ten guy every year. We know who LeBron is. It's no disrespect to LeBron. It's no disrespect, no shade to Bron. Facts are the facts, though. Like, if 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 we gonna sit up here and like really try to have this conversation, we can't look at just one side of the conversation and like try to wiggle it to the effect. You have to look at both sides. You have to look at both sides. Yeah, you definitely got to look at both sides. And Mike played more fifty win teams than LeBron did, and played more sixty win teams than LeBron did, and he had a better record against both of them. Than he did. So when we talk about competition, we gotta, we, we you know we gotta we gotta look at competition. You know what they gonna say? They gonna be like, oh Mike never Mike never had to fight the the most winningest team in the league. He ain't had to go up against the superstars. We know that. We know that. You know what I'm gonna say to that? What you gonna say, Jay? LeBron has faced eight top seventy five players, right? Michael Jordan has faced seven. And he- most of them seven was in a prime just for the record so again and this is in the finals again this cliff that everybody want to make it seem it's not as big as everybody want to make it that's one extra guy that you had to play you played eight top you played eight top 75 dudes he played seven okay so what and his record's better if i could talk about something recent i could talk about last night for example I mean, the comparison is minor, but, you know, congrats to Brian. He number two on the all-time, you know, 30-point games list. But Mike number one with 300-plus less games played than LeBron. So, again, when we talk about levels, it's levels, bro. 300-plus less. I don't think people – we need to – yeah, we need to put that into perspective, bro. That's that's like four seasons of NBA basketball minimum. That's probably more than that. It's probably five, like five, five and a half, if I can do the math right. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, so how you feeling about it, Chris? What you think about what Draymond said? I didn't mean to, you know, rant a little bit. No, no, we, bro, it's cool, bro. But, but it's, it's, again, I just want y'all to know, this is nobody's feelings is getting involved. We might sound passionate, but it's passion behind the facts, bro. Exactly. It, it, there's no feelings involved in this right now. This is a dissection of basketball. This is basketball surgery right now is what, what we're talking about right now and I and I still I understand again like I said I understand what Draymond was like trying to say and of course Bron is obviously a generational talent he went to I think it was like eight or nine consecutive finals I, I think it was eight consecutive finals um so we again we understand what Bron's legacy is and it is more of a longevity record but um I think Draymond was a little I think he was off center for with that one. I think he was off center. All right, so we're going to give y'all a quick quarterly update. And with that comes our preseason picks that we had. So I'm going to let y'all hear something Chris said on October 21st. This is our second episode. Check this out. 
in my third spot, and you already know the name of the team I'm going with. I'm Uh-oh. telling you right Here now. Here we go. Here I'm we go. for the second time. We're about a week before. <laughs> we're about a week before the NBA uh, NBA tip off. I'm telling you right now. You big on this? The New Orleans Pelicans will be a top three team in the West. I have them over the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, and the Mavs. All right, Chris. Let me hear it. Y'all know, y'all knew, y'all knew we was going to have to talk about this. Y'all knew y'all was going to have to come see me. Because mm-hmm. all my homies, everybody that listened, that, that was, you know, commenting, responding to me, talking about, oh, Chris, n- n- Pelicans at three, kind of crazy. Pelicans at three, crazy. You tripping, bro. You tripping. Hey, who, I said, who, let me see. Let me let me go double check who I said they was going to be in front of. I said Memphis, the Suns, the Nuggets, and the Mavs. Let me double check who they ahead of right now. I don't need to. Memphis, the Suns, the Nuggets, and the Mavs. The Pelicans are hooping. The Pelicans are the number one team in the Western Conference right now. Now, this, listen, you can call this an overreaction. You can say whatever you want, but let me remind you of something. Let me, let me, let me break down how good the Pelicans have been, just how good they've been since Thanksgiving. Let me remind you, they haven't even had Brandon Ingram on the court since Thanksgiving, right? In that stretch of games from since Thanksgiving. Hold on. From that stretch of games since – oh, my God. <laughs> from that stretch of games since Thanksgiving, Zion has had seven straight games of 25 points or more. He had three double-doubles in that span, and he was short a couple rebounds. Uh, that would have gave him more double-doubles in that span. He's had two games where he absolutely sunned the Phoenix Suns in both games. Again, without Brandon Ingram, the Pelicans right now are tied for first with the Memphis Grizzlies, right? But technically, they are ahead of them because of, like, division breakdowns, whatever. We're going to say Pels is at one. We, what, 20, 20-plus games into the season? The New Orleans Pelicans... They are legit. This is a real team. They are dominating at home, and they're splitting the away games. That is winning basketball. When you can split away games and you still dominate at home, that separates the elite teams from the teams that are, like, kind of wonky or in the middle. Or If you can't win away, it is going to be very hard to try to win in the playoffs. And the Pelicans right now, the way that they are playing, they are playing unbelievable, unbelievable basketball. And just the last thing I want to say about it, the only two teams, shot, the only two teams that have more losses on the road, or I'm sorry, the only teams that have less losses on the road this season out of the entire NBA, two teams, Boston and the Bucks. Two teams. So if you if if we looking at this without Bi, Bi hasn't even been on the court, and obviously the role players, everybody's been kind of hooping, of course. But without Bi, they're arguably second best player. Not even arguably, without their second best player, we have seen utter utter domination by Zion Williamson, and all of those people that was calling him a bust, eat it, eat it. 
Zion Williamson, bro, is a superstar, and he is here to stay. The New Orleans Pelicans will finish as a top three seed in the West. Damn, double down on it, stamped it. You got to let her see it, man. You got to let her see it. Got to give you your props, bro. That was solid. That was a very solid take you had from the jump. And I even got another clip where I was, when you first told me, I was like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I was one of those people. But, yeah, for sure, the Depels definitely hooping right now. I definitely got to get them their props. Most importantly, I got to give you yours, bro. You snap. We we was out here talking about Anthony Davis possibly being in the defensive player of the year conversation or even MVP. But right now, the man look like he could be in both, Shy. So, I need you to talk to me. What, what What's going on with ADG? Again, man, we got to run back the tape. So, let's check this out. I'm going to start by saying this. AD not in the MVP. Y'all know AD been on the tears of late, man. I mean, he had a few recent duds, but as a whole, he been balling, man. This is the AD I wanted. This is the AD I called out preseason in our preseason episode. This is the AD I said the Lakers needed to be in good shape. He needs to be either in the MVP or the Defensive Player of the Year uh, race. That's it. And he is. The media saying it now, but those are still my standards I have for AD preseason. The last six games, he averaged 34, 11, and two blocks a game, bro. Like, and each game, he shot over 50%. The man really hooping. Like, 34 on 50% shooting, G. It's crazy. That's, all I just, that's crazy. He, he, he has been banging. He's been banging. But I'm going to touch on that um, Milwaukee game real quick. He balled out against the best player in the league, Giannis, bro. He had 44-10-3. And, and he hit two of his three threes. The man looked aggressive, and he looked locked in. This Again, this is the AD I was talking about. I remember I came on that episode, and I said he was playing soft, and I didn't like it. He was not playing aggressive. That is not the AD we needed. This is the AD we needed. He was banging with him. He was banging with Giannis. He put 44 on his top. He have, and I didn't like I didn't like how he wasn't banging as much with uh, Embiid, but it is what it is. Like I mean, you you can't win them all, but it's cool. Could I kill him for his missed free throws the other night? You know that cost the Lakers these last few games. He missed the ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but listen, Chris, listen, listen, listen. I mean, I could, I could, but it's really not. All on AD because even after the missed free throws, they had chances after that in, in those games, but they couldn't close. They couldn't close. They couldn't close. I'm not trying to cover for him. Like I said, I could kill him. I said that. I could. But to have chances after that, you got to. I mean, as a team, you got to close that. These are, these are the, the, the things that, like, the little things that go a long way. Like, right now, the, the Lakers are, are sitting – sitting like low low in the west right now like they're they're outside of the play-in right now like if they would have won their game they would have been like a, a, ha a game higher and have been like what two games out of 10th so so like now they, they looking at it. obviously they, they have a, a tough road ahead so missing like sh sh late game shots that cost you wins those are the stuff you're, they don't have an easy schedule so you need those shots you need those games you need to get those wins like, we all know most of the time after All-Star break, 
that's when everybody's really start. That's when you know who's a real hooper. When everybody got their leg, when everybody healthy, when everybody like, all right, we really trying to make a push to the playoffs. You have to win these early games, especially for a team like the Lakers that are not that great shooting the three point shooting the three-pointers they they pretty solid on defense but they're not going to be able to keep up with teams in that second half if they can't even win games in this first half of the season before everybody is fully in midseason so, and I, honestly i don't even know if the Lakers could really get in that form that everybody's trying to you know get in right now i mean they what they did to boston uh last night when they cut that lead down was crazy like they went on that i think it was like a 45 to i can't even remember it was but they went on like from being down a dub to being up you know, 13 plus. So we've seen like that right there, that run right there showed me like they capable of, but I just don't think they're capable of playing at that level for that long. They can't play the rest of the season like that. They can't hit on all cylinders like that. Not to me. No, I, I agree. I agree with you 110%, right? So like when we, when we were talking about the Lakers, we obviously at the beginning of the season, we, we felt like they were going to be, a better team than they were, obviously, because we had a healthy AD. This was Russ's second year. He's going to take a different role. Like, we, we thought that they were going to have a better year. And, and, like, I mean, it's early, but they're not having a worse start of the year than last year, I guess. I mean, probably at the start, but, like, I'm talking about, like, overall, like, playing as a team. Like, they've played a lot better, especially in this stretch when AD has gone off. And another big thing for AD is his his confidence, bro. Not only his confidence playing, but his confidence to look at LeBron and be like, give me the ball. I don't care nothing. I don't care what you're talking about. All this shooting threes, forcing threes, trying to go back and forth with other stars on other team after they get you buckets. That is fried. We need... Pass the ball, bro. Right. That's what he bro, needs. Like ball. Kyrie would have did pass that. Pass the ball, bro. D Wade goes goes and get the ball. Like he needs to be able to do that. Oh, absolutely. Not everybody got that like confidence to talk to Bron. That's like you know Bron like one of them ones. Like that's he gotta like, get over it, bro. He do. He definitely do because if AD come on, if 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 AD gonna be in that MVP conversation, if he gonna be like the leader of the team and the because at this point, obviously at LeBron career. AD is the best player on the team. We know that. Everybody knows that. So if AD can't be, if AD can't be him, like if he can't be his best self, it's gonna get real nasty and it's gonna get real, real rough, real quick. All right, bro. So we are gonna stay in the West. Um, one of one one of the teams I, or not even the team necessarily. One of the guys I definitely know. We about to touch on right now. Uh, Shad, this is one of your guys. You've been advocating for him. Uh, you definitely you dropped the uh, uh, one of our like pod shorts. If you haven't checked out our pod shorts, absolutely go check that uh, that last short that we dropped. It's on Apple Music, uh, so Apple Podcast and Spotify. Definitely go make sure y'all check that out. But I know you was talking about him on then. So what I want to say right now, this man is leading. He's second actually. This man is second in points per game, only behind point two points behind Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic. The man, the myth, the assassin. Because the, every time the man steps on the court, he just be killing dudes. Absolutely killing dudes. And it's – he – I saw a tweet the other day, and it said that Luka is in, uh, like, NBA hell, like NBA purgatory. And he is because the Mavs are barely 500. Luka is aver- – he's basically leading the league in, in scoring. And – 
bro, he's playing absolutely phenomenal, but he has absolutely no support, G. So, shout out. I know you, you got some stuff to say about Luka, so I definitely need to hear uh, what your perspective is on how he's been playing. All right, so Mr. 33-8-8 himself, Devin Booker Sr. Man, so. Ain't no way you just called this The man, man just been. He, <laughs> ain't no way you just called this man Devin. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, Devin Booker Sr. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> hey, nah, he going to have to get in the custody battle with Zion over that one, boy, because they going to have to duke that one out. But the man is top five in points, assists, steals. And triple-doubles this year. I mean, what happened I already said about Luka. The record wouldn't tell you, but, I mean, last month, you would have thought Thanksgiving was in Dallas the way he was cooking, bro. Five 30-point games, three 40-point games out of 13 tries. I mean, that's crazy. Currently, nothing really changed with Luka, though. You know, going 4-2 in the last six, the Mavs put on a little run, but he's doing 32-7-9. And another thing I picked up on about Luka, bro, this season is his ability to play better on the road. That's another thing I looked into was his ability to play better on the road. It really has improved, you know. Even though his home average, you know, is a tick above what he already doing on the road, he still improved versus his career average, you know. So that's that's decent as far as development for a young player. And back to the Suns point, he just he just always dismissed the Suns for some reason. He went and dropped that Scottie Pippen on him with that 33 Eight and six, and he just made it look easy to me, bro. He gave me like young Bron vibes. And you know why he did that? You know why he did that? They they sent they sent the the Mavs home last year, and and book book thought he was on one, and he was talking it, he was talking it, and and they they Mavs made that a series, and they got worried a little bit. You feel me? So I don't know. They they that that's that's one of those new rivalries in the NBA that I'm, I'm definitely looking towards uh, watching in the future. But um, it's not even looking like a rivalry. It's looking like a one way debate. Uh, and Luca is owning. What, what do you say, Devin Booker Senior? Devin Booker Senior is going crazy right now in the league. Back to the point I had. I, I just like he he just gave me young Brian vibes in that game for the simple fact, not like you know in a sense of like physical shit but like getting whatever you want getting to whatever spot you wanted and making like them tricky reads and them great passes he was doing it was crazy it just had just had flashes of Brian. he could see over the defense it was nice the only fault i have with luca is his percentage from the free throw line i that is one point that i think really needs to be understood because luca is only averaging i think 70 71 72 percent from the free throw line League average at positions probably closer to like 85, 85 exactly. Range, right. Obviously, then once you get to the the elite free throw shooters, you you're stepping into like ninety plus. So Luca being at a low seventy and still basically averaging uh, the most points in the league, it just speaks to how good of a player he is because he's not even making free throws; he's leaving points at the line. But he's leaving them out there and still picking them up. In bunches. I mean, it's impressive. He makes a little bit more of his free throws. Say he go from 72 to 80, 82% by the end of the year. That could be another, like, 10 points a game per game, and that bounces him up to, like, the leading scorer. So just him hitting his free throws could literally win him a scoring title. So Luka's impressive, but he definitely needs to knock him down when he get to the line. All right, Chris, and I got one more clip for you, bro. One more. You hit it on the head with this one, too, and I got to give you your props. 
Here we go, y'all. Another one. I feel like I'm going two for two. I'm going back to back. Yeah. I feel like Drake in 2018. Yeah. We talking about it. Cause Jeremy Grant. I listen, I was I was trying to be mad humble. I ain't say nothing on yep. Twitter. I, I was waiting. I got all my notes. I'm ready. Because we about to talk about how great Jeremy Grant is as a second option, bro. So let's talk about this stretch. The Portland Trailblazers, mind you, right now are sitting fifth in the West. Uh, 15 and 12 is what they're sitting at right now, right? Yep. Ever since Thanksgiving, mind you, they didn't, they didn't have Dane for a little stretch there. Seven games Dane missed. So we're going to talk about this game after Thanksgiving because he went back and got seconds at the Garden when he played the Knicks. Went out for 44 points, obviously had his greatest scoring night of his entire career going nuts in the garden. Then after that, continues a five straight game of him, five straight games of him scoring at least 25 points, shooting nearly 50% without Damian Lillard on the court. I need everybody to understand, you don't even have your best player on the court and your second best player has elevated himself has elevated. Now, obviously, we, we're not, we not going to just sit up here and act like Anthony uh, Simons ain't been going crazy because, obviously, he's been going crazy, too. But we talk about Jeremy Grant, the number two, the real number two option on this Portland Trailblazer team. Jeremy Grant is the – the he's posting career numbers right now. His career numbers right now is better than CJ's best year in Portland. You can check the stats if you would like. What he's doing right now, as of December 14th, 2022, where his stats are posted right now, you take CJ's best regular season as a two to Dame, and you compare those numbers, and you tell me what you come up with. Ain't nobody saying, like, Jeremy Grant is going to be this this crazy, uh, you know, I'm not saying Jeremy Grant is, like, about to become the next superstar in the NBA by any means. But the way he's playing, the way he's playing his role specifically, he's playing that second fiddle, being able to score, being able to somewhat defend, being able to just play the game he is good at. And he is healthy. And it shows, it just proves my point. Just because you are, you could be, this proves my point. Sometimes you are in a system that does not allow you to reach your full potential. But then there are times where you make one move, one tweak, and that might be a tweak that can make you a championship team. 
I'm again, I'm not saying that Jeremy Grant is like a, about to be a superstar by any means, but when we get to the playoff time and and we looking at the Portland Trailblazers and we'll say that they can have a they'll have a little a losing streak or something, we'll say that they end up at 6 cuz I definitely can't see them falling way too too far deep down the playoffs. So we'll say that they they end up at 6. We are going to look back on this episode once again, like we were doing the other episodes, as I'm talking about Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, listen, I think they, they, they definitely have the talent to finish six. You're telling me Dame can go off any night. Anthony Simmons can go off any night. Uh, Jeremy Grant can go off any night. Josh Hart, I mean, who knows? Like, the, the, they, they, right now they're sitting fifth in the West. I, don't, I think they are good enough. To stay around there for the rest of the season. I'm again. I'm not saying that they one of the best teams. I definitely think that they might be good enough to avoid the play in. Um, but when we when we sit back and we we look and at when we sit back and when we look at how Jeremy Grant is playing right now, and once we get into the playoffs, because the Portland Trailblazers will make the playoffs. I don't know if if you, that was obvious by this point. Um, they're gonna make the playoffs, and as long as nobody gets hurt, they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, I'm just saying. If once they're in the playoffs, we're going to really see the type of player Jeremy Grant is. And when we come back and we talk about it, I'm absolutely going to say I told you so because he is going to be such a key part in Portland's future. As long as they keep him around and they got that core, that is going to be a very special team in the very near future. Now, if you are a listener to our podcast, you know at the end of every episode we always break down uh, what LeBron James's career total is at this point while he is chasing uh, 38,000. Uh, currently, he is only 796 points away. Um, but for him to do that at this point uh, of the season, he would have to like basically average like 27 a game or something crazy uh, to pass uh, Kareem. So, I mean, if, if LeBron just continues to have like uh, – like We'll say if he, he averages that 27, it'll take him about 30 games or so. So we sit at, like, what, 20, 25 or to that 30 range of games that we've played thus far in the season. So you got 50 games left. It's it's going to be it's gonna be close. I definitely think Bron has a chance as long as he can stay on the court. Uh, but like I said, the, the key thing is him staying on the court. But you know that they're going to they gonna try to make the narrative of him uh, passing Kareem in a Laker jersey. So. But you know it's crazy because right now it's looking like if so if he were to uh, basically average that he would be playing against the Warriors that would that that game would break the record. That'll low key be historic for LeBron legacy too. Like that'll be decent. Like you know how to line up that timeline would be nuts against the Warriors team that gave you like you know a lot of problems in your career. That'd be nice. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. That that'll be a real good game. That'll be good, especially because I think I want to say it's at Golden State. I, I'm not 100 percent sure on, on if it's at or away, but if it is at, that's gonna be even crazier. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Atmosphere go that they gonna have. That's gonna probably be the first time in Golden State history they are gonna have like a mixed crowd. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know the ovation he gonna get in there, man. I'm pretty sure they want to cheer for him game one, 2018 finals. Hey. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they probably did. They probably said, nah, he on the other team right now. You on the other team. You on the other team. 
Nah, they they hated playing him, bro. Everybody hated playing him. We hated playing him. Um, but yeah, no. So we just gonna keep a uh, track of LeBron score tracker and make sure y'all always tune in to the end of these episodes because you never know what you're gonna miss unless you tune in. But it's me, Chris, and Rashad. We signing out for the day. Holla, 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 y'all. Going. Next one. Peace.